Being a professional athlete is more than just being good at your chosen sport. It takes hard work and discipline. And joining me today is 26-year-old Alexis Love. She's an Olympic hopeful and is on Team USA track and field. She holds numerous records and is currently training for the 2018 World Indoor Championships in March and has her eye on the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, Japan. Alexis, welcome. So when did you first get interested in being an athlete? It's funny because I just realized this year, I'm like, wow, I've been running track for a total of 14 years. You know, I started when I was younger and I went on to, you know, high school and being on the varsity track team there. And then from high school, um, I attended Murray State University on a full ride scholarship. And then just this year makes uh, about four years that I've been running professionally. Wow. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've been doing this for more than half your life, darn near. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. So, I mean, you have really accomplished a lot. And, and you know, we're talking about, um, you know, student athletes and, and really what they have to go through. How soon do do colleges start looking at student athletes and saying, hmm, maybe somebody I want to have I want to have come to my school? Right. You know, I, I think um, recruiters typically start to look around your sophomore, junior year. And I mean, that was back in 2009. So it may be sooner than that um, since I've graduated. But they start looking when, when you're pretty early. Those scouts, I mean, if you're you're a big name and you're doing what you need to do out there on the field or on the track, they'll find a way to get to you. They, they keep their eyes on you for a while. Yeah. Well, that's kind of going to be exciting at some level to say, hey, you know, I'm good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's definitely something to look forward to. Um, it's always that end state where you're like, hey, this is where I want to go. But even to know – you know, that re- recruiters want you. It just says a lot about you, and it just gives you that motivation to keep going forward and just know that if you're getting recruited, then you're with some of the best. And there's a certain expectation, too, that that you keep striving to be better, knowing that, you know, somebody's looking out, looking at your back, um, saying, hmm, there's potential here. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. I mean, well, I always, I, I never take that. For granted, that's something that, you know, I'm very passionate about. I'm like, look, I can always be better, and I know that someone is always looking up to me. You know, um, I'm very active in the community as far as being a mentor, and that's what keeps me going, you know, even on those hard days because people look at me now and they say, you know, hey, Alexis, I know you're an elite professional athlete, and they ask me if it comes easy, and I'm like, no, if if anything, I feel like it's two times harder. But um, I always have, you know, that motivation to where, hey, I know someone else is watching me someone else is coming up and they're going to look to me and you know that's what keeps me going and motivated. So when Thank you say you. you're a when you say you're a mentor, I mean, so I mean, how young do kids sort of come to you and say, "Hey, I want to be like you?" I mean, even well, I also speak at different elementary schools, so I even oh, have cool. kindergartners or I mean, it starts even from the age of 5 or 6. It, it starts young. Right. So the so there's this whole perception, I think, that, that some people have, you know, that, oh, a college athlete, full ride scholarship, this is a breeze. They, you know, it's 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 they, they can do it in their sleep. But you're telling me that's not how it is. No, not at all, because some people do have that perception to where uh, they're on a full ride scholarship so they can just relax and kick their feet up. I'm like, you know, I, I can honestly say this while attending Murray State University, even as a freshman, and being a student athlete, it just teaches you, you know, um, certain things about life as far as how to um, value your time. You know, you have to master time management because there were times where I had 10-page papers due, but then that may be the same weekend as the Ohio Valley Conference meet. And by me being, you know, a team captain and one of the um, runners on the team that would carry, you know, my weight and most of the points, 
it was all it always went hand in hand. Like it was it was very hard. There were some days where we have to wake up, you know, throughout the week at six o'clock in the morning just to run the stadiums or go lift weights. And so when you put that together, plus I worked a part time job and was attending classes and then at night you have to do homework as well and go to study hall. It was a lot of work. So I no. It was not easy, and it still isn't. <laughs> it's, it doesn't sound like it is, but but you you're aspiring to to be really the the fastest woman in the world. Is that where you is that where you see yourself? Of course. And how much of that is you know we we talk about the law of attraction, we talk about you know believing and and all of that, but how much of that is is part of what you do? That whole visualization and I'm going to be able to do this and believing that you can do it. Well, you know, for me, I'm I'm big on uh, vision boards. Um, I make one every year, and that's basically where I have this big poster in my room, and I print out, you know, pictures, or I'll get different clippings from newspaper articles or magazines, and I put exactly on there where I see myself that year, the next year, in five, ten years. And so that way I wake up every morning, and I spend time, and I meditate, and I look at that board so I know that, hey, this is where I want to be, and these are the things that I need to accomplish. And even talking about visualization, before every race, the night before a track meet, what I usually do is even when I lay down at night, because my adrenaline is pumping and I can't get any rest, I replay that race over and over in my head. But the ending is always the same. It's me crossing that finish line first. So when race day comes, I have nothing to think about because I've already visualized myself winning a race. So I even take it to the extent where, you know, in my bedroom, I have sticky notes on the mirror like, hey, you're number one. You're already the fastest woman in the world because if I, and I always tell my mentees this when I speak, if I'm going to go out there and do something, whether it be sports, um, political, whatever the case may be, I want to be the best at it. Because if not, you're just doing it to do it. So strive to be the best at whatever you're doing. And that's what I live by. Uh, that's fantastic. Who inspired you <laughs> as an athlete growing up? Who inspired me as an athlete growing yeah. up? I would have to say Allison Felix. Um, she's one of the best, if not the best <laughs> short sprinter, in my opinion. And um, even now she's still competing and just to know that she's my idol and I've seen her run on TV and then to get to a point in my life where I was just a junior in college and I ended up, you know, running against her. So Allison Felix was that, that one. So as much as you, you know, are the, are the winning and, and you've got that optimism, how do you deal with, with the, the letdowns? Because there's got to be some too, right? Oh, of course. But you know what I've learned in life is that, you know, it's not about the letdowns and, you know, the races that you don't win. It's about, you know, how you respond to adversity and how you pick yourself back up. Because, you know, in, and even in this life, there's no one that is perfect or no perfect situation. And I've even learned from me, speaking from the runner side, there is not a perfect race either. So I know that there will be days like that. But the way that I keep myself um, uplifted is just knowing and believing that, I won't always be in that place. Like, even when I feel let down, I know that there's always tomorrow. And with that being another tomorrow, then I have another beginning and another chance to turn that thing around and not stay down. So I do have those days, trust me, but <laughs> I don't stay in that place. <laughs> of course, of course. The uh, Again, you must inspire people all around you. I mean, you say that you were the, the leader on the team and they expect that of you, but you seem to embrace that role and, and, and really do it well. Oh, I do, of course. I mean, being a leader, to me, I mean, it's an honor because they could have chosen anyone else on the team. And it, even though, you know, I did that in high school and even to go on and do that in college and be a team captain. And so, you know, I, I take pride in that because I think to be a leader, it takes a special person. Not only that, but it takes a person who has, 
you know, been through things in life and have, you know, they struggled, but they found a way to rise above it. And so with me, I think leading comes with experience. And with that experience, I'm able to share with others around me and have a positive impact on them. So, yeah. So what's next for you? You said you're training for uh, an event in March. Sure. So next year is the Indoor World Championships, which is huge for me because I have not run indoor since um, college, which was about four years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited because it's something new. It's something I'm familiar with, but I haven't touched the indoor surface in a very long time. So for me, I'm very excited about that. It gives me that opportunity to make a rural indoor team for my first time. And that's, that's what I'm training for now, full time. So when you say training full time, what's a day in the life of Alexis Love like? <laughs> Well, see, I also work part-time. So I wake up every day at 5 a.m. and I go to work. Um, I work a, a top security um, a top security job. I majored in criminal justice while attending Murray State. So after work, I go to the track, and I have my coach who meets me there. And what we'll do, we'll warm up, um, and then we'll go through our drills, and then we'll actually do the workout. And after the running workout, we'll go to the gym to do the lifting portion. So for me, I have long days. Um, I don't complain because I'm used to it. Um, and that's why we, that goes back to that question of, you know, the perception of it, of college being easy for student athletes. So I've realized that everything I went through at Murray State, it has given me, you know, the certain tools and resources and the strength to be able to do what I'm doing now because, you know, the average professional athlete, would um, ideally have, a, you know, a big contract, and I have not signed yet um, officially. So for me, you know, I also work part-time and train full-time. So it's, it's a lot of work because, you know, people look at the Olympics, but they forget about all the other races throughout the other years. Like, year-round, we're still competing. You know, my season may start this January. It may not end um, until August. So I have long seasons. I have long days. But what matters is that it all works out in the end, and it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. So when when you say you, you majored in criminal justice, is that something you see yourself doing, you know, 15, 20 years from now? Oh, of course. You know, I, I have a bachelor's in criminal justice and I minored in social work. And for me, my, my other passion is just giving back. I love our youth. I love our, our children. So I may end up doing something where I'm working closely with your children and, um, and somewhat being a grade school counselor, something of that nature. But of course. And and you're doing that. You're doing that even now, right? I mean, you, you say you mentor kids. Yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. I mean, and that's the beauty of it all. You know, track gives me that flexibility to where I can train, but then I can also um, work in my field and have that hand in hand. Always have a backup plan, even when you know that you're certain about the road that you're on now. I do want to mention that if someone would like to keep track of my races, speaking engagements, if they would like to request me to speak or be a mentor, anything of that nature, um, I do have a website with that information, and it's www.motivatewithlove.com. Thank you so much for, for your time today and, and for the inspiration. I think you've, uh, you've inspired a lot of us. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Alexis Love. And to follow her progress as she trains for the Olympics, you can visit MotivateWithLove.com. For the Financial Safari News Network, I'm Steve Siddall.